What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Welcome to Action Movie Anatomy. It's Halloween week, and we are here to talk about a freaking scary movie, a fantastic movie, a movie called Don't Breathe, directed by Feed Alvarez. Just kidding, I know his name is pronounced Fede. You were going to tear me apart in the comments. Watch it anyway. I'll see you guys in just one second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Ha 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 ha! Ninety-five plus pennies. Add that shit up. D I E D I E. Oh my gosh! Feed Alvarez. Pretty funny, right? It was very good. Very good. One of the only things that we still do organically with our creative process is when I do the intros to these shows. That's true. You have no idea what I'm going to ever say ever, and I'm always thoroughly entertained. Yeah, it's always a very good time. Yeah, I make it up usually. Yeah, it's very good, and I I realized because I had to do it that one week. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's happening in three seconds. And yeah. I, I thought I did okay. Yeah. 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 You're okay. It wasn't as good as yours. No, I know. Trust me. I no. know. Uh, uh, yeah, you have to just make it up on the spot. And, so some, I, and sometimes you're like, and I want to kick, 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 kick. Definitely see that happen before. <laughs> and then also when I was, uh, after I'd introed our guests, I was like, uh, this is the Popcorn Talk Network, the network dedicated, yeah. you know, and I did the yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah. and it kind of just fell out of my mouth, but it was correct. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because I've heard you do it. 180 times several times uh so guys what's up we're back uh we're talking we're talking to you right now it's thursday don't touch um, that, don't touch that. <laughs> and we're talking about a cool movie i've never i had never seen this film until this show i know i know that i i you you had kind of i think you'd conceded because so this is a pre-tape you guys all know this because you're smart and we probably already told you i think uh <clears throat> But I I have a feeling that you are more agreeable to doing this film after you had told me that you were going to be out of town next week. And it was like kind of one of those things like, how are we going to do this? All right, it's fine. We can do your movie, but how are we going to make it happen? And yeah. I was like very happy that the situation yeah. made it so you had to watch it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I You know, I, I think... Uh Wow, I'm savage buzzing in my ears. Here. I know I got I got a little bit of buzzing. It's a little hot. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Steve up in the booth. How you doing, Steve? Oh yeah, Steve. Uh, doing all right. Doing all right. We sounds like we have a non-grounded cable or something happening. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Hopefully, it's not on the recording. Hopefully, uh, it's, it's just definitely not on the recording. Guys. It's just that's, in our ears. That's okay. all that matters. Okay. Terrific. Perfect. So uh, yes, guys, this is so this is technically our uh, our Halloween episode. Uh, this is I believe you're going to be probably watching this the week before Halloween. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we we had we had talked about doing this movie for a long time. I would contend that Don't Breathe is so the obvious choice for the most well-loved modern horror movie is Get Out. That's without yes. a doubt. It was nominated for Best Picture. Uh-huh. I would say that in the last two to five years, Don't Breathe is probably next. Yeah, definitely. I right mean, up this, there. These are the two movies that you, you hear talked about the most are the, are the Don't Breathe and the Get Out because, you know, Get Out was kind of revolutionary in sense of it was a very non-traditional horror movie. Yeah. And then this is... Uh, it is a non-traditional horror movie, that, but is also very, very traditional in the sense of, like, these kids doing something dumb, bad guy, killer guy, yeah, you right. know, and it's like, try to get away. But it's really about, you know, the blind and the daughter and all the things that are going on in there that are so crazy. Yeah, I was I was uh, legitimately shocked at how enjoyable the movie was. I'll tell you what my favorite part, um, you know, Steve, I, I see on the screen that we're trying to work out, but I have to be honest, now I just can't hear myself, but the buzzing is just as loud. Yeah, that's actually true. So yeah. we, if we could just go back to the the buzzing. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'll just take, I'll take the buzzing. I'll take the buzzing. Um, but, uh, but no, but yeah, this movie definitely was well-received, and people talk about it a lot, and I think my favorite part when I looked at the, the like, synopsis on Amazon where I streamed it was, this movie is an hour and 28 minutes. Yeah, which that's... I was like, last week we did Django Unchained. That movie's two hours and 45 minutes. There's This movie is literally, literally 
the the extra length of that movie compared to this is almost the length of this movie. It's yeah. almost twice as long. That's true. The amount because you know on that episode we talked about a good amount of things we could cut out, things that we didn't feel were completely necessary in Django. Whereas Don't Breathe doesn't waste a frame. No, and it's just it's just nice. I mean, you and I have talked about this before, but it's just not that often anymore that you come across movies where directors are willing to make them short. Yeah, it's it's not a good movie unless it's two hours these days. Yeah, and this genre lends itself better to it, but I, I really, really enjoyed this movie, guys. So we are going to talk about all of the fun shit that we have coming up. This is Action Movie Anatomy on the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies, all things movie-related and pop culture by the bucket full. Quick shout-out to our patrons, patreon.com slash teamaction. We got Matt Nikisic, Nick Nixick, and uh, Michael Deacon. So, uh, boom, we, we salute, salute you in the action army here. Uh, action Movie Anatomy covers movies that adhere to four basic rules. Remember one, the hero always plays by their own rules. I feel that... Uh, Who's the hero? Stephen Lang. Right? He is, I think. Like, isn't he actually? She kind of is. I mean, he's so gross and creepy in the end that she becomes the hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you sort of hate all of them. You do. You kind of hate all of them. The hero is the son from Prisoners. It's Dylan. I think it has to be. Dylan Mamet. Minute Minette, the kid from 13 Reasons Why. Yes. That's really, like, really who he is. Uh, you know, probably so a more people. relevant example. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> not to this show, not to this audience. Oh! Uh, yeah, he is the true hero in the sense of he is... He's trying to save her. He's trying to save her. He's trying to get out of town. He knows that what they're doing isn't right. They shouldn't rob a blind guy, never go after money, never bring a gun. Like, he's... Smart one. But he's not playing by his own rules. No, he's not. No. So I think this movie actually defies the hero-villain thing pretty yeah. easily, because... Uh, I guess Stephen Lang is the smartest guy in the room. A hundred percent. Yeah, but none of them are. Um, no, money, well, money might be. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs, what have you, in the room. Uh, we just talked about that one. Rule number yeah. three, the movie is driven by a police, military, political, and mercenary figure. Nope. He's technically an ex-military guy, but he yeah. is not the lead. <laughs> You're not no, really following not his story. driven by no. him. And rule number four, the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. Nope. No. There's so this really not a lot of explosions in horror movies. Though I of... will tell you, this movie felt more like an action movie than some of the movies we've done on the show. For sure. And that was like one of the reasons why I thought it would be so great for the show. Because it is creepy, it's scary, but it really is more of just an action thriller. Yeah. There's not like, yeah. I mean, the, the turn in the middle, I think, is kind of what pushes it into horror. Because it's like so crazy. Yeah. And the director. Yeah. You know? Totally. Feed. So, feed. I, I'm never going to not <laughs> think of that now when I, when I... Good old Feed Alvarez. Good old Feed Alvarez from... <laughs> From where again? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Uh, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, coming up today on the show, we are going to be talking about our top three oh shit fist bump moments from mm, this film, as mm-hmm. well as movies that fucked us up uh, in all in all varieties. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's a good place to start, so we're going to get right into the show. Andrew, where can the folks find you if they want to follow along? Uh, you social? guys can find me at Andrew Guy on Twitter. I'm getting very close to my 3,000 mark. Are you really? I really am. That's getting cool. very close, although I did find out that my other entity cannot help with my check mark. Uh, so I'm still far away from being verified, uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, at Andrew Guy on Twitter, and you can find me at that Andrew Guy on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, here every Wednesday. Yeah. Thursday. Uh, Thursday. Thursday now. Thursday's Jeez, now. two years and yeah. you just get used to it. You so. get used to it. And you guys can find me at Ben Big Media, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. what have you. Uh, great. Let's get into the trailer for uh, Feed Alvarez. <clears throat> I think this is a good trailer because I think we were all not convinced we wanted to watch this. I watched this with my improv team, by the way. <clears throat> you watched the trailer like a, first? Uh, yeah, I think we, were, we needed to be convinced. Yeah, as soon as I have the money. When are you coming back? Her mom's just the worst. I was just going to say, the depiction of the, her mom is is so well done. Yeah. It's like, well, f- two minutes, and you're like, you're the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, it's all you need. 300K. 
Yeah. Wait, is he blind? He's the worst too. Yeah. Money. Just because he's blind. That's my bitch in there. Yeah. You think I don't care? Yeah. And it's like, damn. Even just the, yeah, the writing yeah, is so. You're gonna die. Yep. Uh, Stephen Lang. What a weird casting choice. But what he's a good so one. great. Yeah. He's horrifying. He's really scary. Yeah. What's the? Uh, I wonder what his biggest thing. It's Avatar. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, the other one that comes be. to mind. Wasn't he in one of those shows like Falling Skies or something? Yeah, he's got a. Uh, I think it was after Avatar came out, he got a pretty big role in a TV show. How many of you are there? Man, I just let me go. Ooh, 2018's Gandhi: The Conspiracy, starring Stephen Lang. Jesus. Oh, that's what Brian Brian specifically said. Don't watch the trailer before this movie. <clears throat> and it's because they show when he shoots money. Oh yeah, that's a third of the kills right there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was yeah. horrifying. Also, that 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 is some of my favorite shit where he just like pops up. And yeah. He's just like looking around, or he's like working through hallways, or comes in rooms. Yeah, right. And he's oh. like, and he's na he's like nailing the wall. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny if you're gonna create a horror movie, thinking about writing one, how you have to how you have to construct it. You have to think like, okay, what's terrifying about these characters, like or like for these characters, what is terrifying? Oh, and know? that they show both of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like how and and you're like okay, you're stuck in a house with a blind man who has like super hearing and is like obviously some crazy killer. Yeah, but you can't get out of the house. Yes, because you're locked in. And yeah, it's like how do you make a blind old guy? Yeah, a threat when you've got a gun. And this scene was wonderful. Yeah, like absolutely incredible. Where it's like you're in my world now. One of those moments. Yeah, totally. That's a great trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the movie didn't cost very much either, if I remember no, correctly. No, it was very cheap. And yeah, yeah uh, that, yeah, it's such a very... It's an interesting point you make because it's so true that, like... I was thinking about it this morning, and I was, and uh, what's so fascinating about this movie is they, they do it so that you as an audience member can't just be like, oh, come on! Yeah, right. Just charge him. Just duck and charge him. Because and he's, then he's blind. And yeah, and then what? Yep. And then you're close to him? You saw what happened last time when someone was close to him with totally. a gun. So I, I think that was wonder, uh, like a very cool way to do it. And also, I really, really like him running around and like touching stuff, yeah. touching the fan and the floorboard or the headboards and all that stuff. So it was Terra Nova. That was the show. Terra Nova. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I, I mean, we're going to change it up a bit. It's Halloween. Yeah. It's Halloween. Yeah, exactly, guys. So we're going to start out with our thesis statement. <clears throat> uh, this is our this is our, you know, we're going to. We're going to get into the biggest, boldest thought we have about the film uh, and, uh, you know, rooted in hyperbole, something like that. Uh, yeah. Do you want to jump in first? Yeah, first? I will jump in first with mine. And I believe that Fede Alvarez is the director who accomplishes this one trait the best out of anyone. And that is he makes things so horribly grotesque that you want to look away, but he makes them so intriguing that you can't. Hmm. And, like, even if you go and watch the Red Band trailer for Evil Dead, and there's the moment with, like, I never saw There's it. There's so many of them, but like the moment of, of, of the tongue pushing into the X-Acto knife and like splitting. Yeah. Oh my God. That's in the trailer, dude. In is the that Red movie, Band trailer. Is that movie good? It's a good movie. It's, it's so scary. Yeah. Ugh, it's so gnarly. Uh, so yeah, that for me, uh, when I realized that he was the director of that and this, yeah. and the things that happen in this film and the way that they go down, especially like the turkey baster, you're just like, I don't even want to see this, but I, I have to look and see what happens. So gross. Yeah, he does an incredible job at executing the unwatchable, but making it so you can't look away. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's a thing. You have to have you have to have some like desire in your core to do that. That's yeah. like a, you know what I'm saying? And he he does. He knows how to make our skin crawl. Yeah, yeah, in a big time way. I think my thesis statement is going to be: This is the oddest career defining role of all time. Yeah. What a we like this is so this is Stephen Lang's career defining role in my opinion because Avatar is his most famous role otherwise but that's mm-hmm. not a Stephen Lang movie you kind of you like remember what he looks like it's like the only reason I know it's Stephen Lang is because I've asked so many times who is the bad guy in Avatar like yeah. until I be, you know yeah and it's it's career defining in the sense that like you remember you like remember him but you remember him about as much as you remember everything else about that movie which is not very much right. Whereas this movie is like a modern horror classic and he's a freaky villain and a strange casting choice and he's fantastic. I, I think this is the strangest career defining role of all time. For a guy like Stephen Lang to be defined by a blind character who barely talks. And he talks like this. Like, right? Yeah. He's like, and, and that's so, that, that's a very good point. He, it is. It is his, it, I know you just did the work. I saw you on your phone for like two minutes there looking at every credit he's ever done. He's done a lot of credits. A lot of TV. Those lot of like, a lot of TV, a lot of like straight to video movies where he plays like a soldier <laughs> or like a military guy. You know, a bunch of movies you probably have seen pop up on your Netflix queue, but you've never right. watched. But that's what it is about this is that like he, this will be his career defining role because he is so good at it and this movie was is revered by the audience. It's the, a it's a classic now. The fact that I got a round one Schmodown question, who directed Don't Breathe is crazy. It means this movie is like one of those movies that everybody watched and talked y- about. You need to know about it. Yeah. I mean Fede Alvarez as a round one answer should that's like That's crazy. Right? That's, like, that's the tough question. It's too. a hard question. Yeah, it absolutely is. But I missed it and everyone else in the round got it. So that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. like a good good example. Like this movie was well received. People liked it a lot. So yeah, that's why you got to pay attention to the things that, that people pay attention to. Yeah. So those are going to be our thesis statements, guys. I didn't explain what thesis statement is, but it's you know it's your biggest boldest thought about the film, the first, the only, the last. So if you have one, share it in the chat. Uh, leave it in the comments there below. We're going to the next part of the show, and this is fist bump moment. We're changing it up just a little bit because it's Halloween. Yes. It's going to be our top three <laughs> holy shit fist bump moments yeah. in this film. Both of us are going to share three of them right now. Yeah, instead of that um, moment where you look around and you're like, you seeing this? It's that moment where you're like, oh, shit, did yeah. you see that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the holy shit moment. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think for me, uh, I think... Are you going number one or number three? I'm just going to go with three go? of them. Yeah, okay. The first one is when you see the girl chained up in the basement. Oh, and she like comes out because you're, you're like... Because you're like, whoa! What the... You're like, this movie just took a turn. Yeah. This guy's way more evil. Yeah. Absolutely, because you do, you up until that point, he's he's the victim. Yeah, up until that point, totally. he's just an old dude trying to live his life and save the money that he had from his daughter's death. And then you're like, oh wow, yeah, yeah that that's a huge one. Uh, so I'm gonna go with one right before that. Uh, maybe 20, 30 minutes is when money gets shot. Right. Because, I mean, I, I didn't remember the trailer, which is great, because, again, yeah, you shouldn't watch the trailer. It gives away both of those moments, actually. Yeah. Both yep. two holy shit moments. You never know where a movie's going to go when you start it out, right? You're, yeah. like, watching, like, oh, the tone of this is creepy, but who knows? And I didn't know Fede Alvarez well enough then yeah. to where when money got shot, I was like, because Stephen Lang, he's like, just let me go, man. Just let me go. Just let me yeah. walk. And he, like, kind of pulls the gun down. Yeah. And then he goes back up and kills him really quick, and you're like, oh, shit, shot through the mouth, slow motion, blood on the wall, drop down, eye roll, blood in the eye, and you're like, it's one of those movies. Yeah. And you kind of get it. I was like, yeah, yeah. That for okay. My next one is going to be the moment after he realizes what's happening. So it's after he's killed money, and he shuts off the only two exits. He padlocks the door and nails the window shut, and you're like, you're like, 
How are they going to get out? How are they going to get out? How are they? They're stuck in a house with a blind man who's crazy, who's willing to kill someone, and he's like this big dude. He used to be in the military. That's why he's cast in the roles because yeah. obviously he's he is your quintessential he is soldier. Intimidating. Guy. Yeah, uh, and you're like, what do you? You guys are totally boned. You have no way out of the house. Yeah, because they make it so hard to it, actually. They show you how much more difficult it is to get in than the average Joe. Yeah, and right. then then they realize, oh, it's actually so easy to get in. It's just this little window. Turn off the alarm, and then you realize once they're in, you're like, oh, it's not about getting in. No, it's about getting getting out. Yeah, 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 which is amazing. So I thought that was good because that's that's the holy shit. Like, oh no, yeah, oh no, yeah. I think I think my next holy shit. Is the fall on the neck when the the dog's like crawling through the things? Yeah. Which also I think it's one of the, the only times you ha- I haven't liked a dog in a movie. Yeah. Like, that dog's an evil dog. Yeah, it's an evil dog. <laughs> um, when she, excuse me, she kind of just opts to be like, I have to just go, and then just like the fall, the the, the distance, and then like the sound. Yeah. And then after she wakes up, there's all these like cracking bones that they add in and yeah. post like. I don't know why. It, for me, uh, even yesterday watching it, knowing it was coming, yeah. I was like, oh. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Just got to me. Totally. Uh, I'm gonna go number three when you realize what he's about to do with the turkey baster, uh, because like to that point, like that's another one of those ones where you think about writing a movie like this. You're like, okay, so we want him to be evil. We want him to be a villain, but we don't want him to just be predictable. So if he's gonna yes. like string her up and rape her to get her pregnant, he becomes like just a really gross, predictable villain, but yeah. not a creepy horror movie villain. Yeah, and that's why he's like, I never touched her. I'm not a rapist. Yeah, but he's heating up the turkey baster. You're like, oh no, no. Ah, oh, and he's cutting open her pants. Oh, You're like, oh, this with is the scissors. Oh. And she's like, oh, Ooh. the whole everything. That that whole sequence. You're just like, this is so oh, gross. God. Don't do it. And then the cherry on top is my number three, and that's the turkey baster in the throat. Oh, oh and he like and spits it up. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, thank you. I needed a little levity in my life because even just thinking about it, we're both like uh, cringe. Steve, have you watched this movie? Uh, no, I have not actually, but I have watched the uh, the reboot of Evil Dead. I was quite a fan of it. Dude, yeah. So if you liked that, you will love this because Evil Dead is like, it's almost gore porn, but it's still got a good enough story. This yeah. one is way better story. Th- and it's the same and girl. Writing. Right? It's the same girl. Oh my god, it is. Jane Levy. Yeah, both that's her. I did not know that. Oh, dude. Her, yeah. Her, the makeup that they do to her in Evil Dead. Yeah. Steven, isn't that insane? Absolutely. Yeah. Times, oh. times two. And, and you actually said this to me. Text me this morning. You're like, I'm shocked she's not in more movies. I am too. She's very good. To be in those two movies, I and mean, both were very well received horror movies. And there's something about you, like, there's something about female characters, leads in horror movies. It, that lends true. itself really well to it, but it's mm-hmm. also a difficult genre to break out of because you get a little bit pigeonholed. The yeah. world doesn't want to take you seriously, just like running and being scared. Someone, uh, Vera Farmiga yeah. and Monica Potter have kind of become victims of that in their careers where they just started popping up in a ton of random horror movies mm-hmm. as the wife. And it was kind of just like they got stuck in it. I think she was even in Last House on the Left. And Vera Farmiga was in The Conjuring, right? Yeah. And, or, and, yeah, right? The Conjuring. Yeah, and she was also in Omen. Uh, and yeah. she was also in The Orphan, I think, maybe? Uh, no, no. No, it's, that's, it's, that's... It's with uh, it, Jacob? Is that what she's in? Jacob. Yeah, yeah Right? So. She's the yeah, wife, yeah. maybe? Or maybe that's... That might, I, know I, she's in, I know she's in a few of them. I don't know, Ryder. I can't remember. But anyway, um, 
So, yes, guys, those are our top three. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Fist pump moments. Leave yours in the comments below. Leave them in the chat. Hopefully, Drew and I are uh, paying attention to this chat right now, even though I'm on the road. Currently, when you're watching this, I am in Minnesota. I will. I, I'll, I'll probably try to hop in the chat. I think I'll be here. Oh, no, I'll be. I should be on set. So, yeah, probably not. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. So, uh, moving on through the next part of the show, guys, we have star profiles. We're going to talk about where these actors were in their careers. Uh, we listed three here rather than two because it's it's difficult. You know, the only odd man out here is money. Yeah, uh, he doesn't uh, make it. Really quickly, just really quickly. So she's in a movie called Skin. That's a newer one that I don't know of. Okay. But then she was in Bates Motel, obviously the show Conjuring One and Two, and The Orphan. Wow. So she she did fall into that whole horror movie thing, and then she became obviously the mom on Bates Motel. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very interesting. I, I, oh, and she was in Joshua. Yeah, she was in that one too. She was in Joshua. Yeah, not Jacob. All three of those. Yeah, she had a she had a weird career turn where she showed up in two big movies. Yeah, uh, she shows up in The Departed, and then she shows up in Up in the Air. Yep, and those are her big credits. And she does really well in them. And there she's great. And the world was a little bit like, oh, Vera Farmiga, she's a thing. And then she became a horror and TV actress. Yes, which was like a little bit of an unfortunate turn for her because she had a moment where you thought she was going to be really like a, like With an the a. next Julianne Moore. Maybe. Something. I mean, she started. She was. She got those roles a little later. I think she got those roles in her mid to late thirties. Yeah. So to start popping up as a a known actress that late in the game makes it hard to get that kind of role. For sure. Um, but I mean, she's had a really good career. There's no there's no criticizing her. Oh, absolutely. And she's not in this movie. So let's move on to Jane <laughs> Levy. Uh, her three films she did before this were Frank and Cindy, 2015, Bang Bang Baby, 2014, and About Alex, 2014. I know nothing. I know zero about any of those films. Nope. Same. Uh, all I do know is that she deserves to be in more movies. Yes. I think she's really nice. So then Dylan Minnette, he got really popular from 13 Reasons Why, and he was also on another TV show that's escaping me right now. But mm. then he did Labor Day in 2013. As well as Prisoners in 2013. As well as Prisoners in 2013. <laughs> Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, Not Good, Very Bad Day, and Goosebumps. So he was... He, he's still a very interesting guy. He's a guy that you look at and you're like, oh, I know him. I recognize him. He's, he's also got things. a look. He has a look that is yeah. uh, like... A, it's a perfect, like, it's like hard to put my finger on it. It's like a perfect TV and movie look. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. You can cast him as the son, as the best friend, as the he's friend, got like kind of a puppy dog face, the you friend zone kid. Like, it's, yeah, he's just like feels very like awkward high school. Yeah, the kid that gets bullied, whatever it might be. He's just fits that role very well. He could put glasses on. Him, he could be the smart kid. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's just a lot. He's in, he's not your 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 handsome leading man. He's, he's like he's good. Yeah, I like is. him. And I love him. I mean, I absolutely adore him in Prisoners, as you know. So Yeah, he's great in Prisoners. And he has some of my favorite scenes. <laughs> Nothing to do with Hugh Jackman acting opposite of him. No. It's strictly Dylan. Just Dylan. <laughs> just, just, just Dylan Minnette. I mean, La- Labor Day. Uh, yeah, isn't that the one with uh, Jerry? Uh, oh, no, that's... Uh, that's uh, you're, that's, that's uh, another, PSLW. Yeah. Labor Day is the Jason Reitman movie that he oh, did. Right. Uh, he also did New Year's Eve, didn't he? Or that was a right that came out around the same time. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Labor Day is is Josh Brolin and Kate Winslet. Oh, right, right, yeah. And, and he's like the son, I think. And it's like a romance it's drama. Like so bad. I like. I heard it was okay. Actually, it's one of those movies that was just sold very badly. Like everything about it just like didn't look like a movie I wanted to watch. Right. Um. Yeah. Jason Reitman did like he did like uh, Thank You for Smoking. And then he did Juno, and then he did Up in the Air, and then he did this movie called Away We Go, and then you were like, oh, okay, he did like his weird, like, you know, non... Right. And then he moved on and did this movie. Labor Day, and you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. He just made three <laughs> phenomenal movies. His and then second this. half of his career has not been very good. It doesn't good. make sense. This, Young Adult, and Tully. Yeah. 
Yeah, sad, sad back half for sure. Are those all Diablo Cody movies? Or just Young Adult? Just Young Adult. Juno? Yeah, those are the two. Those are the two, yeah. Uh, and then Stephen Lang, Isolation Beyond Glory Gridlock. He's the type of guy where you go to his his uh, IMDb page, he's got like 142 credits or something like that, you know? Like, he's just yeah, a person th- that's in a ton of smaller movies. All three of these movies feel like they're like $6 million Netflix movies. Like, they're all they're all like Redbox generation. And you can honestly just tell by their names, as yeah. weird as that is. Uh, so moving on to production development, we've got Fede Alvarez here and Rodo Sayagues as the writers. Yeah. Um, he noted, I'm just going to read here because I thought this was very interesting. He noted that making the film was in some ways a reaction to his debut film, Evil Dead. Specifically, the criticisms of that film had too much blood, focused too much on shocking the audience, and was a remake. In response, Alvarez decided to make Don't Breathe an original story that contained less blood and focused more on suspense over shocking the audience. And this is basically exactly what I was saying to Steven, is, 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 and he really does it well. So um, he wanted to avoid making a film dealing with the supernatural as he felt that was too trendly. trendy. Choosing to make the antagonist blind was a result of deliberately taking abilities away from him. Alvarez explained, sometimes you naturally give them powers and make them more menacing than a normal person. So he thought, what if we do it the other way around and take his eyes out and make him a blind person? Alvarez uh, has called the movie an exercise in reversal, noting that the film deliberately subverts tropes such as the fact that the house... In question, isn't a nice house or is a nice house on a scary street as opposed to the opposite? So it's yeah. really interesting how he took all these things and he kind of just flipped them around. Yeah, that's really all he did. Yeah, right. And, and it worked really well. Yeah, unexpected stuff. It's also funny. I would I would say, yeah, every genre in Hollywood has has its uh, stereotypes. Every, it all has its crutches. Right. And you know, the horror genre is definitely one that does. It has that. And um, it's interesting watching this movie. You're like, okay, there's these three characters. One of them's probably going to make it out alive. Yep. It's either going to, you know, it's either going to probably be the nice kid or mm-hmm. the nice girl. This guy with the cornrows is going to die first. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? Like this guy. There's obviously some twist in this house. They shouldn't be able to get out of the house. They're going to make dumb decisions. There's going to be a moment where one of the characters can get out, but he doesn't. Right. He right? goes back. You're like yeah. when Dylan goes back in the house. You're like, of course, that's the thing that happens. Always. Always. And he'll probably die because of it. Yep. yep. Exactly. It's just funny watching and and being. Like when you recognize that every story has been told a hundred times already in just slightly different ways, yep. it makes you so much more willing to just enjoy movies for exactly what they are. And that's why he, he t- he's like, I don't want to make a complicated movie. I want to make a movie that you've seen a hundred times before, but I want to change three things in it yeah, and make it feel like you've never seen this movie before, which is literally all he, all he did was just like make it a house. Like he said, a, cr- a nice house on a crappy street. You couldn't get out, and the guy's blind. Now, what I will say is that, speaking of genres and like you know making a movie for exactly what it is, this is a genre that I'm not interested in watching the bad movies in. Uh, yeah, I'll watch bad action movies. I'll watch like I'll watch bad thrillers. I I'll even watch bad like you know dramas and biopics. But I don't want to watch bad action mo- or bad uh, horror movies. Well, because here's the other thing: you and I both know that bad horror movies are never going to come up in the Schmodown. There's nothing no. to gain from a B, C movie that's a bad horror movie and then the other thing too is that there's really not much payoff because they're still trying to scare you so it's yeah. not that enjoyable i think i missed like a final destination five question once right it's just it like, like what the hell <laughs> yeah just right. because it's one of the most popular franchises yeah. you know uh yeah i i i used to love to get stoned in college and watch like really really bad movies like horror movies on sci-fi channel yeah. but this is still like a bad version of this movie is still a step above that have you seen so so like okay of the classic this is where we're going to see how just how deep Andrew went down the rabbit hole huh. of shitty horror movies. Okay. How many of the ones from our generation that had like five sequels each have you watched? So how many of the Saw movies have you seen? 
Uh, I didn't like Saw. I only saw the first two. Okay. I, I specifically didn't. I've seen every Final Destination. Every Final Destination? Every single one. Paranormal Activity? Uh, I've seen the first four. Okay. Yep. Uh, was there more than one The Grudge? There was, right? Yeah, there was. I watched, uh, well, there was The Grudge and The Ring, and yeah, there was both. I watched The Grudge and The Ring and The Second Grudge. Okay. Um, I did The Blair Witch Project, of course. Yeah, what's, there's more recent ones. You've seen The Conjurings, both of them? Uh, that's when I start to kind of fall off. It's around that time of, of, uh. Like 2010, 2011? Yeah. It was also because, you know, my ex, we used to love to watch horror movies together. So it was around like 2013 or 14. It was like The Conjurings, like the first, what was the Ethan Hawke one? The Ethan Hawke, uh, the uh, popular. The orphanage? No. No, no. It starts with H or M. Oh, oh I know what it is. It's, in, it's uh, the Insidious. one that Insidious is based Yeah, yeah. so Insidious is one of the last franchises that I saw both, and then that was kind of like one of the yeah. last ones. So you're not watching the new... Well, there's not as many now, though, I think. Yeah, like I didn't watch The Nun. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah, yeah. no interest in yeah, it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Did you see Hereditary? No, I need to. I saw Hereditary. I honestly am scared to watch it by myself. You know I don't like to watch horror movies by myself. Hereditary scared the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, I've heard it's yeah. horrifying. Yeah, it's uh, Hereditary was really good. That's a, that's another one that I think stood out this year. Well, that's again, like it's this. like I now I want to go home and watch it, but I'm too scared to watch it by myself. Yeah. Because like even you saying it's scary, you don't get scared that easy. Yeah, I mean, I get creeped out. Right, but it's different, I think. I, yeah. think, you're, I, I think you have like a, you're like, I'm <laughs> creeped out, but whatever, where I'm like, hey. <laughs> You like think about it. You have like a hard time going to sleep. No, and stuff? I don't have that. But it's really, it's just really in the moment. Of, yeah, huh. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Interesting. <clears throat> Interesting. So Fede, I mean, we can talk you about him. Put a l- that, you should put that in your Tinder profile. I don't like watch the scary movies alone. Oh, that's a good one. I don't have Tinder. Yeah, I don't. I <laughs> he, deleted it. He has Tinder. I deleted it yeah. yesterday. <laughs> uh, I'll be back. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. So Fede Alvarez. I mean, we can talk about him a little bit. He'll. Uh, he did Evil Dead, as we talked about back in uh, what was it twenty two thousand and twenty. 2013, maybe? 2013. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 2013. Uh, hasn't done a lot of other work. He's got a lot of things coming up, though. He's uh, He was supposed to do direct and co-write a spinoff to Labyrinth huh. with Nicole Perlman and Jay Basu? Basu? I don't know. And then he's got that uh, the girl in the spider's web. He oh. was originally supposed to direct that. I believe he still is. Yeah, yeah. He directed that, and it's coming out on October 5th. Yeah, Evil Dead was 2013. Okay. Interesting. So Girl in the Spider's Web actually has a chance to be better. He's a good director. He's a very good director. He makes interesting stuff happen. Yeah, so so I'm going to pull this up just to just to make sure I'm not incorrect. Yeah, so 2018, He's so he's got Don't Breathe 2 coming out. Oh, he's doing a sequel. In 2019, which I think is fascinating. How then, are you going to do a sequel? Stephen Lang's well, back? Or? Well, yeah, because he, he didn't die. I know, you know? but like, how's he going to find her? Yeah, or like, how is someone else going to try to rob him? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. I don't know. Like, he can't find her. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he will find he her. He will find her. He's got military connections. And that dog can smell her. Oh, he does have military connections, and he's got, and he's there was like hand, fingerprints on the on the uh, crowbar, dude. There's yeah, there's totally ways. So, so he does, uh, you know, his movies back home. A Panic Attack the short was kind of the first one received here in the states that got got any notice, and that gave him Evil Dead. And then he went on to do From Dust Till Dawn, the series, Don't Breathe, and now he's got Labyrinth and the Girl in the Spider's Web coming out. So he's one of those guys. He deserves to be where he's at. He's also got a live action film adaptation of Dante's Inferno coming. Uh, that's oh, wow. he's like working on way down the road. So well, it looks like he was offered a <clears throat> Marvel Studios uh, picture at one point, and he declined it, feeling that he wouldn't have creative control. So that's interesting. He's like, could you imagine that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like, I think that you got to figure. So if you're a creative guy, like we're right. we're creative, but in our own way. But if you're a creative guy, well, we're the pawns a lot of times in the creativity, in the sense of like, yeah, right. And so and like and the difference between like the kind of creative we are. I mean, you're an actor, yeah, and I'm a host, and I like to you know I like to create things. I like to you know come up with shows and podcasts and what have you. But but if you're a director, if you're somebody who wants to direct films, your vision 
that you come up with when you take a script, you start shooting it right. through editing and hitting theaters. It's like a two to three year process, sometimes a lot longer. Yeah. So you have to have such a clear idea of the art you want to make. And when you're in one of these moments where you have gotten received well and the world is telling you that you're a genius and you probably look at Marvel and you're just like, this is my moment. I don't know if I want to get involved in like... Because my my career goes this way now instead of this way. Yeah. You know, like it's clear to me that he would not get Labyrinth and Girl in the Spider's Web Yeah, if it was a Marvel film. He'd be getting something much more mainstream, something much more popular probably. Yeah, but I have to say that I just think that that's wrong because if you make a movie that's going to be seen by everybody then you get in the door everywhere right if you make if you make evil dead and then don't breathe and then you make black panther 3 or something right then you still get the girl in the spider's you web. get work forever yeah you're, you're never not gonna well, see get that's why i'm still saying it's so it's so crazy that anyone any director would ever turn down a marvel studios film especially someone who's only done two movies yeah because like know? for all the good these movies are one two flops in a row and you're you're, you're right done you're forgotten started. about instead yeah. of instead of you don't have the right oh yeah i made a billion dollars off of this movie yeah um and speaking of uh making money this movie was produced by sam raimi who is a yep. i mean yep. interesting guy he's done horror movies he's done spider-man what do you think about sam raimi i mean sam raimi is uh there was two directors in their era that made these like sort of uh, largely like kind of gothic feeling uh, quirky dramas and that's Sam Raimi and Tim Burton yep. Tim Burton obviously went way off of a deep end of one style that he stuck with Sam Raimi was much more willing to make like dramas um, Sam Raimi got most popular and most famous obviously after doing Spider-Man that's, that's when he became a tremendously mainstream director um, he also did the original Evil Dead series. No, yes, no, he did. 100%. And, and I know that he did all those. And those were like super cult classic. Like people love those yeah, movies. Yeah, like that and Darkman and stuff. Those were. But like for the general demographic when you of who we are now. you Spider-Man movies. Like that's – you become a household name in terms of who you are. <clears throat> and so I think his career has been fine. I think that at the time those Spider-Man movies were such a big deal that I think he got sort of elevated into that A-class. And yeah, because then afterwards, he, sorry, go what's ahead. What's he done the last time? Like, years? Drag Me to Hell, which was not good. That was that Allison Lohman movie. I like that movie. Uh, it was fine. I saw it. It was fine. Uh, he did Oz, The Great and the Powerful. Oh, yeah. And sure. then that's it. Other than that, it's just been Ash vs. the Evil Dead TV show, Rake TV show, The Black uh, Giandola, The Short, and then he's got a movie called World War Three coming out and The King Killer Chronicle coming out. Well, it is interesting that after Spider-Man 2 happened in 04, he made three years later a really bad Spider-Man movie, and that soured his taste on because he lost a lot of creative control, and that's why that movie's so bad. Right. And then he just like clearly was like, "I'm just the studio system. I want to do what I want to do. I'm going to go back to what I did before." Yeah. With horror. Yeah. And Oz the Great and Powerful, Oz the Great and Powerful's fine, but I it's, never saw it. Yeah, it's okay. It's like a weird movie. It's got a really strange cast. Um. So that's Sam Raimi. I you know like him okay. I will say that before Sam Raimi got Spider-Man, the movies he was making were sweet. Like for love of the game. Did he direct that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sam Raimi directed for The Love of the Game? That's what it says here, man. For Love he, of the Game. He directed some weird movies. He, he, yeah, the he directed gift. The Quick and the Dead. He directed The Gift. He directed Simple Plan, which I friggin' love. I don't know that movie. Oh, yeah. He's great. He, he directed some really strange movies. He's had like a... Paxton. Like a bizarre... Cur- yeah, you'd love that movie. Yeah, Paxton and Billy Bob. That's I'm one, in. That's one of Anthony Tambakis' favorite scripts of all time. Really? He, yeah. He's, he says that Billy Bob Thornton in that movie, his character that he plays Jacob, is... Uh, the best character ever crafted by Billy Bob, but even better than Sling Blade. That's very interesting. I'll check it out. A simple plan. 
Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, you'd like it a lot. Um, so Ann Paxton's fantastic. Um, <laughs> he always is. Yeah, he's, he's terrific. So uh, <clears throat> that's going to be our, our conversation there on uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, producers on this film otherwise probably don't really need to be talked about. We, yeah. Fed cri- it. Critical box office? Or? Yeah, yeah, we're going to critical box office. One thing I was going to say is that uh, it does make sense why Fede wouldn't do that because he wrote, directed, and produced this movie. And that's not a thing that you get to do in the Marvel world. No. It's just not. So, no. uh, yeah, critical and box office, as you mentioned early on, this was a very cheap movie to make. Sony and Screen Gems partnered up to make this for $9.9 million. Yeah. Uh, it was released in August of 2016 on the 26th it grossed 89 million domestic almost 10 times its budget domestically and then an additional 67 worldwide for a grand total of 157 million and it opened at number one at 26 yeah which is all this doesn't really make sense to me because i don't even remember it coming out yeah kind of came and went i don't i don't remember it at all i don't remember it at all either but it made a lot of money like for costing 10 million dollars it's do you think it's funny at all that um since we got into schmodown so, like, since that happened... A year and a half? We roughly. were both really knowledgeable about movies. We talked about movies a lot. Oh, yeah. But, like, the awareness of what the movie community at large considers to be good and what people think is relevant to have watched, it, it, we're so much more aware of it now than we were oh, then. it's unbelievable. We had, like, what we cared about, but then, like, based on the questions that get written in Schmodown, the conversations we have... It, like this movie became a movie that I was like, oh, apparently I missed this classic. To to you need to watch it. Yeah, like, like uh, yeah, exactly. Where you're like, oh, this was a movie that I was supposed to have watched, and I'm sure that also probably played into why you were again okay with covering a movie you didn't really know about and had never seen before, is because you're like, everyone else cares about this movie. I just got asked a question I missed about it. I need to see this for some reason. Or like the idea that somebody could be like, well, Zodiac is David Fincher's best movie, and be like, oh, I've heard that. That's that. Yeah, right. And v- that's versus before, that, like that movie sucked. You would like laugh it off. Yeah, yeah, like five years ago or even two years ago. Um. Yeah. So this movie got a 7.1 on IMDb, which is, it's appropriate enough. It, it feels low for how high they rate movies that aren't great. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, 88% by all critics, 94 by top, 78 by audience, which is, you know, that it's, makes me very happy. It's reasonable. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of surprised the audience gave it that low of I would a think score. the audience would have given this a better score. I, why do you think the audience gave it a 78? Like, what do you think? Again, it clicks. It's good. It's entertaining. It's scary. There's no downtime. Maybe is it the end? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe the audience was turned off by the pseudo gay porn moment with Stephen Lang at the turkey baster. Like, <laughs> it's could, like I mean, honestly, it could be. It could so be something. It's that extremely was just, gross and like and, you know, and un- spits uncomfortable and... to watch. And like, if you're the wrong audience, you might just be. Oh, this movie's too much. It's I can't watch. This. I'm done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, actually, that's a great moment to talk about our movies that fucked us up. Yeah, that's top a real three films thing. that fucked us up. That really just <laughs> that made afterwards that you were like ah. Or, or just, I, you know, I think I'll, I'll be even more broad with my description. Movies that when you thought about them in retrospect made you feel a certain way or your yeah. stomach turn in a certain way. Like Star like, is Born is almost there for me. It's, it's, my, a movie that it's the first up. movie on my list. Really? Star is Born is on my list as the first movie that fucked me up. Oh, my God. It, and it makes so much sense. Why? It, it We're fuck, in entertainment? Yeah, it yeah. fucked me up. We talked about this. We did a mini AMA review on our Patreon, which we'll get to you know, the shout-out there in a second. Oh. But we did a mini review of AMA our, 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 on our Patreon. The funny part is we had been drinking for, at that point, like an hour and a half recording. Oh, yeah. So we're drunk talking about how scary and sad this movie about entertainers that are alcoholics. It, it's like... The parallels watching it are just like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. did we decide to get drunk before we talked about this? It was perfect. Yeah. But uh, that movie really fucked with me. It really, it does, right? It just yeah. really, just everything about it messes with your head and him and her and every, yeah, it's, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, 
La La Land is like an honorable honorable mention for me for that same reason. But okay, I, it was, I it was my number two. But I'll ch- I'll pick a different one. Are you serious? <laughs> I just keep saying these movies. But no, you can say it. Say if La La Land's your second, I'll say two of mine in a row because mine are much different. I'll, I'll save La La Land because <clears throat> it's La La Land and Star Is Born fucked me up for similar reasons. They, right. they they like both have that like incredibly sad entertainment industry. Just like the tragedy of them both. Yeah, they spoke to me in different ways, but they're kind of they're the same feeling. All right, so I'm going to steal your La La Land then, and then uh, I'll go in with my second one, which is The Fourth Kind. It's huh. it's really funny, because it's a, it's a horror movie about aliens in Alaska, and yeah. like they say all these things about how like all these insane government agencies go to Alaska every year, people go missing, no one yeah. ever knows what happens, blah, 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 all this stuff. And and they sell it as a true story yeah. in the beginning. They say this movie's based off true events, and me being an ignorant movie viewer back then, uh, if you say that at the beginning of the movie to me, I believe you, because only movies that are based off of true events do that. Yeah. Uh, and so I ended up reading a lot about it at, like a year later on. Yeah. But it just freaked me out. It made me believe for real in aliens and especially in Alaska. It was a thing that they had to deal with all the time. Wow. People disappearing all the time and like these white owls showing up and like what it meant and like the movie's real. Like I'm even getting kind of like yeah. chills talking, talking about, about it. it. <laughs> because for I think it was legitimately for like a year I believed that it was a real thing. Yeah. And it really fucked me up. Huh. In a cool way. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, my next one is District 9. Oh, uh, really? I, you always talk about this movie in a weird light. So, I like, this is what you say, movies that fucked you up. Like, that's the, yeah. that's the point. I, I remember watching District 9, and I remember coming away from it and, like, for days thinking about it. And just, like, it, everything about that movie to me just felt so, like, dirty and hateful. Like, the bugs. Right. And the way that, like, they're persecuted. Fucking bronze. Yeah, it's like, it feels, it's an incredible play on racism. Yep. And it's very racist. And it's really hateful. And the humans just hate them. And they treat them badly. Mm-hmm. And, but everything about it, it's just so dirty and, like, I think I keep using the word hateful, and I just that it movie is. It's is, very dirty and hateful, and it's violent, and it, there's there's no, there's no regard for the aliens at all, and you can tell that they're good, good yeah. creatures. Yeah, yeah. That movie, I, I just remember, and and sometimes you go to a movie and you're in a, in a certain mood, and it really affects you because of it. And maybe I was in a bad mood, but I just remember walking out of that movie, I'm like, I never want to watch that again. Yeah, but like that didn't make me feel good. It's very interesting because I actually, you know, you know how I feel about. It. I actually really enjoy that, that movie. movie yeah. um, and then my last one is, is is perfect for the show because it's Evil Dead. It's oh, just it really fucked you up. It really so it fucked me up so much to the point to where I am too scared to watch it again. Wow! In the sense of where I every time because I you know again I love watching horror movies. I like watching them with people. Yeah. Um. And so every time someone's like, "We should watch a horror movie," I'm like, "Oh, I know just the one." Yeah. And then what I do because most of the time no one knows who it is or they don't know. I know. Isn't this hilarious? No one really knows about it. Or like they're like the original. I'm like, no, 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 the remake from a few yeah. years ago. They're like, oh yeah, I remember that kind of coming and going. And I'm like, yeah, we should watch the Red Band trailer. And that's all I ever do. Yeah. I, all I ever do is watch the Red Band trailer. And by the end of it, I'm sweating. The person over there is like, I don't, they make movies like this? Is the Red Band trailer like, it's gnarly, dude. Can we show it? Or is it too inappropriate? We got 50, yeah, let's, hell yeah, it's 17 minutes. Let's do it. Let's pull up the Red Band trailer for Evil Dead, Steven. You will, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right, dude? Uh, yes, I do. And uh, do, do you, do you, I mean, obviously I'm like a little more, uh, Squeamish. Uh, squeamish. <laughs> do you echo the sen- same sentiments as me at all in the sense of like, do you do you go back and watch this movie because it is so good or is it one of those that you watched and you were like, holy shit, I don't know if I ever need to see that again. There's a certain level of intensity that I find with the film visually and orally uh, that has, it just has a signature flair much along the lines of what you guys have been talking about. 
Um, but yeah, it's not it's not a movie for me that I would not want to see again. But all in good taste, I suppose. Well, before we show yeah. this, I'll go with my third. And moderation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Another franchise that I should have asked you how many of these you've seen. Uh, Hostel. Oh, so, Hostel. Hostel was the first horror movie I ever watched. The first Hostel with the Achilles slice <gasps> is one of the things that I've gone back and I thought about it. And like yeah. when I think about it, you're like, ugh, Because ugh. He, he even takes the step oh, and you feel you see it stretch slide. and snap. Ah, yeah. God, you, you, thinking about it makes me so grossed out. So my mom uh, my mom used to love <laughs> horror movies, yeah, right? And then yeah. she saw... She saw Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Okay. She said she went to the air, the theater and she left her umbrella in the airport or in the theater afterwards because because Doctor Jekyll carries an umbrella. Yeah. So yeah, she yeah. left it there. Was so scared, but she still was like, I still got to watch horror movies. And then she saw The Exorcist and she never watched another horror movie Exorcist again. Really good, yeah. Uh, and you think about what that was like when it came out. So my whole life, my mom made me terrified of watching scary movies. I, I just wasn't ever going to be a horror movie guy. And Hostel, my friends convinced me to watch in high school. And I fell in love with it. Yeah. It was just fascinating to me. I was so terrified the whole time, but I was like, I couldn't turn away. And that was when my love for horror movies started. Yeah. So it was a very different experience, my first viewing. The, All right, guys, I got the trailer pulled up here. Before you pull this, I'll make one more reference because I, I, I can't remember the name. And maybe one of you guys have heard of this. I think it's a reasonably famous franchise because of what I'm about to reference. Uh-huh. So on HBO once, I caught 25 minutes of one of these movies. It was the sequel. And it's the, it's the signature one. It's the most graphic uh, rape scene in a movie. What movie? I'm trying to fucking remember the name because afterwards I looked it up and I was like, what was that? Right. And, it's, and it's one of these ones where the Reddit post was like, this is the one. Uh, it's called, um, God, I wish I could remember. Steve, have you heard of this? It's like something that's talked about in like the horror movie uh, world. Is it is it the one that came out in the early 2000s? I think I, this... uh, that was explicitly written on the, on the, the cover of the movie itself. Like it is a movie with disturbing, extreme graphics. I can't think what the fucking name of it was. Was it, it Irreversible? No, it's like it's, it's just it, funny. It's the first thing that pops up when you Google it. It's like the uh, there. Yeah, shit. Is it like? Uh, is it like? Uh, I'm gonna. It's like a like longer the name. movie. No, it's I, like, like a longer name with no stars in it. It's not like it's not a Lars Van Trier thing. Von Trier thing because that's just what he does. <laughs> no, it's like a, a longer name called like. Um, well, while you're doing uh, yeah, that, yeah, because yeah, well, well, no, I want you to watch the trailer. Too. Oh yeah, okay, wait, wait, wait. it doesn't <laughs> really yes, matter. I just remember guys. watching this one scene and being like, that was. Horrible. Why did somebody film that? Right. Bear, bear in mind to the YouTube uh, viewers, this trailer has some extreme graphic violence. Thank you extreme very much for that. Extreme graphic violence in the trailer. Yeah, and, and honestly, guys, if you're squeamish, you can just look away for exactly two minutes and 17 seconds or whatever it is. Oh, God. You've watched it a lot of times? Oh, I've seen it like yeah. 15 times. Please. Please. Is it a zombie movie? I already don't want to watch uh, it. Leave this book alone. You don't understand. Movie looks scary. Oh, dude, it's horrifying. Yeah. What if I want to watch this? You have to. What? like some evil girl it's oh. it's like the it's like possession witchcraft curses oh wow and it like puts shit in you and then you become the same yeah and there's like this basement and yeah oh, god something from that book 
Interesting side note, guys. I realized that when I saw this film for the first time, I did not see a single trailer about it. Oh, Jesus. I knew exactly what I was walking into, and I was still mortified. Pretty gory. Oh, it's just... Yeah, like she's cutting her face open right there. And like the burns and the... Because oh. the original Evil Dead was so gory. Oh, savage. But, oh, God. Now, if you were to grow up and watch, say, I don't know, the original Evil Dead films... Oh, here's this, the X-Acto knife. Oh, boy. Ah! Ah, I can't watch that. It's <laughs> ah, split. Ooh, it's split. And then she kisses her because that's what you do when you cut your throat. I'm hot. Ugh. I'm like very warm. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Every single time I want to convince myself to watch that movie because it's a good horror movie. <laughs> you look you look flustered. Yeah. It's gnarly, right? Yeah. And you watch that and you're like, I don't need to watch that movie again. Yeah. Do you ever want to see that film? No. It's horrifying. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. 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 The exacto, I when you said she's cutting her face open, I was like, oh, that's what he was talking about, the exacto. No, man. I covered my face. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the name I'm, of the film I was trying to think of. I'm very warm. I love it. But I, I would recommend don't just look it up with most graphic rape scene ever in a movie because that's really not worth looking up. That's that seems probably like a horrible idea. Yeah, I wish like I could. Very... I wish I could remember the name of the movies I can tell you guys because it's on our list. But uh, it probably doesn't need to be watched and probably should never have been made. So, um, <laughs> know exactly what you're talking about. In yeah. That sense. Yeah. So, agreed, guys. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so, all right, guys, we are going to get back to the show that we were doing. Don't you which feel is, like rattled from that? I feel warm. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, fa favorite line? <laughs> I guess. I guess that's what we're doing now. <laughs> Just we're back to the show. Uh, yeah. So I think my favorite line is actually. Um, it's actually because I, I I knew it was happening already. Yeah. And I thought it was so interesting. Um, it's when Money says, I know what's in there and I'm not leaving without it. When yeah. he's talking about the basement. Yeah. And I just love that writing because once you've seen the movie, you know that in that moment, that's probably why Stephen Lang kills him. Yeah. Because he thinks he knows that the girl's down there. Yeah. Instead of because he feels the lock on the ground, and like maybe he would have let him go if he was just robbing him or yeah. whatever. Yeah, right. probably not. But probably not, yeah. but when he said that line, I realized uh, I really, really, I was like, holy shit, this is some really cool foreshadowing yeah. that you wouldn't even know about. And then the other one, for some reason, I loved. I want to go to the beach, and she just goes, "There's no beach in Michigan." Yeah, because it's just like we're here. Yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. That's our mom. That's your soon-to-be stepdad. Yeah, this is our house. Right. It was like very depressing, but like very well written. Yeah, I like in that scene. One of my favorite lines is where she's like, "I don't have any money," and she's like, "I know you have money. You pay for it." Yeah. Where you're like, "Wow, like that's the level of that's the level of not giving a fuck about your kids that you are." Where yeah. you're like, "If my kid who's younger than me has money and I don't." I'm going to tell them to buy me something, and that's how I'm the life I'm going to live. Yep. While my youngest daughter has a cast on her arm. They yeah. never even acknowledge it, but she has a broken arm. Of course she does. Yeah, of course she does. Because the mom just doesn't care. Yeah, you don't know why. That's a very They, they, they do such a great job in, of, of like making two minutes Yeah, all you need to yeah, know. Last. Exposition. Yeah, and then I think my other favorite is when they're in the basement, and he, with the turkey baster, what he says, where he's like, I'm not a rapist. Because yeah. it just sets the tone for how gross and creepy he is. Yeah, because it's again, because it, what's scary about the killer with, is it's a killer 
with morals and values. Right, right? exactly. Because like I said, it's like how many how many times in a movie have you seen like woman walk into alley followed by men and you're like, these guys are evil, they should be stopped and killed because right. that's you're like, you know, they're they're predictable evil. Yeah. When you're unpredictable evil, you become so much scarier. And he even says it, he's like, Nine months and you can have your life back. Yeah. And you're like, You're just gonna let her go? Ugh. Like, you are just straight crazy. Someone yeah. took your daughter and you just need another one. Totally. Ugh. And also, and also, uh, just because you jerk off her Instagram selfies. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good one. one. Yeah, and then the line that I said as well, um, yeah, it was just like right after that where he's like, that's my bitch in there. You think I don't care? It's just really clever writing. Yeah. It's very simple, but it's just, it tells you everything about that person yeah. by their verbiage. Yep, 100%. <clears throat> So, all right, guys, those are going to be our favorite lines. We uh, have no AMA questions because this is a pre-tape. So there are three action movie categories, totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate. Which of the categories is this for you? You you would think it could maybe work its way into ridiculously legitimate because it's a blind guy and, you know, all that stuff. But honestly, the moment in the basement when the lights go out and he's like, you start to see them and what they're like and they're like, yeah, I love the, the the way they do the camera and everything, so that their eyes are super dilated because it's actually pitch black. And then you see him, and he is like in a, his a well-oiled machine, like touching the the thing and touching the walls and touching yeah. this thing on the shelf. Yeah, right. He knows exactly where he is. I loved that. So for me, because you'd think you would just tackle a blind guy. Like if I was in there with you, I'd be like, okay, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna rush him right now. Yeah, right. And we'll, I'll go. We'll both go low because he's shooting high, and the movie will be over. Yeah, but. It, 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 it can't it, do that because yeah. you need the movie to be a movie. Exactly, and but it worked out for me. So that I would have to say, for me, it is it is ridiculously legitimate. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say it is totally legitimate. Yeah, I, I, because I think what you're going for with this movie is exactly what they achieve. I don't think there's like moments in this movie where it loses me. It's like a really well shot movie. It's it's doing really cool shit with the camera where it's moving between floors and you're seeing like what's between uh, the floors. Yeah. Like there's really cool stuff in this movie and I think, you know, it works. It functions well. It doesn't ever really lose me. Even the acting is strong. Yeah, the acting parts. is very strong. He's a very talented director. I'm excited to see what he does with his career. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think he is really talented and, and yeah, I like Stephen Lang a lot in this. I think he's great. So um, that's going to be my answer. We have one last thing left coming up on the show today and that's called The Pitch. Oh boy, oh. this is an exciting one. We are so excited for this film. We're amped up, guys. We're going to be watching uh, we're going to be watching and covering Hunter Killer. You know what? Just because we have a little bit of extra time, Stephen, I'm going to ask you to queue up one more trailer for oh, me. yes. Can we queue up the trailer for Hunter Killer? I'm so excited. I reckon we can. Yeah, so <laughs> Hunter Killer, guys, stars our boy Jerry B. It also stars Gary Oldman. Uh, the, the synopsis for this movie, everything about it, yeah, it just looks like what I want to be doing on the show. So, I'm very excited for this movie. Uh, God, it's sweet. <laughs> Hunter Killer. Yeah, Hunter Killer, and then, like, the fact that, you know, you've got a disgraced, like, general, oh, or yeah. a, tra- betray- a traitor, a submarine, Jerry B. It's like every, like, it was, this movie was made for our Atomic show. bombs. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go, guys. Here we go, guys. We'll watch it again on the actual show, but, yeah, just to get you guys real excited for how sweet this movie looks. Here we go. Admiral, the Tampa Bay's gone missing just above the Colder Peninsula. Mmm. Missing submarine. Ah, Cold Peninsula. Sir, we've got a shootout under the ice. I told Six Fleet you want a hunter killer. Hunter killer. Sweet. We've been ordered to cross waters that no American sub has ever crossed before. Yes! <laughs> no American sub has ever crossed before. He looks so. Hoorah! <laughs> Sweet scene. Because he's a seasoned captain, he would know to lean like that. Mm hmm. 
witnessing the most aggressive military buildup in Russia. It's been quite a while since we've had any uh, naval commander submarines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Really good one. Oh, my God. It's a coup. It's common. Linda Cardellini. Common. Star-studded cast. <laughs> so funny because Gary Oldman just won an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Probably filmed this before he won it. That's a very good point. We need a local navigator. I risked my men. I risked my ship. Because it was the right thing to do. This is about our future. There's, and that's, that's uh, yeah. Michael Nyquist. Yeah. This is a couple years old. You will be court martialed. Then it's my job to keep you alive long enough. Maybe he cared. I mean, Jerry B actually looks younger than he does in Geostorm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so hyped. I'm so in. Yeah. This trailer is sick. It's a sweet trailer. Did we just start a war? No. But we might have still been the one. Nice. That's not the oh. correct nautical terminology. <clears throat> this looks like the rock. Right? That's a warship. Ah. This looks like we're watching The Rock. <laughs> yeah, except for not as sweet. Yeah. But it could be sweeter. Hunter Killer. Yeah, I'm in. I'm totally in, guys. So that's I'm what we're so getting in, in for next week. Yeah. I'm excited. Thank you guys so much for watching this week. Be sure to visit patreon.com slash teamaction. Uh, you can also check out our Facebook fan pages. But if you go to patreon.com slash teamaction, you guys are going to be getting awesome, awesome stuff. We do two videos a week now. Uh, and uh, we also have a YouTube channel, which is where they get posted, yeah. uh, which is uh, the Team Action YouTube channel. We're going to be doing more stuff on there. So uh, check that out. Follow along with us. You can find us on Twitter at the Team Action Show. Andrew? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Andrew Guy and that Andrew Guy on Instagram. You guys can find me at Ben Bateman Media, Twitter and Instagram. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for watching. Happy Halloween. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.